looks great. So, Lily, you were <laughs> before we started recording, you were just telling me that, like, probably the best way that Americans contribute is by donating directly to the Ukrainian <laughs> army. <laughs> yup, you know me, a warmonger. <laughs> If you want to just do your bit, because, you know, the government's not doing enough, go ahead and save your pennies, send them to the army. Pitch your pennies. You know, if if you're not a good enough person to go there and fight yourself, the next logical conclusion is to provide arms to a government's military. Exactly, exactly, exactly. As long as they're the good guys. I mean... Right, right, right. Of course. It's fine. I mean... We know the Russians are evil, so it's a pretty logical conclusion that their opponent would be, you know. Yeah. So amazing. I, I know people Beyond are here rapport. for the trolling. That's why we're uh, giving it up. But, okay, I just feel like this might, I, this is exactly how I felt last time. Where I was like, I can't do this in one episode. <laughs> I can't do it. So, like, I feel like maybe I should. I should, we should consider that this is only part or just like a check-in now because, boy, has it been a week. A week and a half. A week and a half. <laughs> Certainly has. Holy yeah. shitstorm. Um, my brain has Hold like on. completely, I don't even know. What? Is everything okay? No, yeah, everything's fine. I was just adjusting my uh, windows. I mean, not that, like, my overall opinion or something hasn't, like, changed radically at all in the past week and a half. It's just that my ability to, my my process of consuming information has changed and my, like, overall type of thinking has changed, you know? Because you're just, like, a guppy, like, slurping up the information. Yeah, like, well, at some point I just realized that I can't do that. And mm -hmm. also do other things like work. So I just like, <laughs> and so I just stopped intaking as much information in that like way where you're trying to like follow the news and every few hours you're yeah. actually reading no, all like the everything. telegram messages till the end. And you're like, good, I've read that. And then you're like, <laughs> I'm caught up. And then you try to like synthesize <laughs> knowing that like there's information warfare, like very intensely raging. Um, so... Yeah, so th that I, and then because I was like synthesizing it for um, a select VIP group, but then, <laughs> then a few days ago, I just like couldn't do that anymore, which, yeah, yeah. but it, it's just like, it's interesting how my brain has shifted from wanting to like follow what's going on in Ukraine, in different parts of Ukraine, and like thinking, like following it, being like, oh, the fighting's here, and the fighting's there, and now it's here. Um, and I still am like reading telegram chats and seeing horrible shit and I'm like somewhat following it, but it, my brain a few days ago just like moved away. It, it became more abstract. I was like, okay, in order to yeah. do other things, I need to abstract and, you know, care about the people that are close to me and like focus on that and other sort of cause type things and then not necessarily like know what's going on, you know? Um. yeah know what's going on or be like consuming the absolutely like deranged sentiments that are on american social media oh right definitely now. russian and like russian language social media is completely deranged like unhinged so like yeah i 
Yeah, that too. Because I do think of Telegram's definitely my main source of information still, um, meaning like a mix of channels and news that I mentioned last time, news, news like media that have channels. But yeah. like when I go onto Instagram, um, I don't, maybe I can just stop. But, I, <laughs> but when I do it, I'm kind of doing it to like, look for causes uh by causes i mean like groups helping um okay like that have been verified by people that i somewhat trust that's basically the point but um it's basically information sharing that's why i go on there because most of what i see on instagram and then twitter is another story i just it it causes me such rage or sadness that it's just like it's so pointless um but what was i trying to say so yeah, so my way, and, and yeah, basically like the past few days you've noticed I've just been more focused on, I'm following what's going on with the specific people that I know in yeah. Ukraine versus yeah. like everywhere. Um, yeah. I mean, and that's like what that group of people in the Telegram chat that you created that do really care about. Care about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like we just want to make sure they're okay. As much so, as you want to hear mean, about been fine with me. the financial sections. <laughs> You're like, this I is mean, boring. <laughs> who cares about Russia (laughs) honestly though it is like we don't need to go into this I think uh, from my understanding our focus of this episode is going to be you like kind of giving us summary of what the people in your Russian like circle think and feel like the decision making around staying in Russia not or leaving Russia Mm -hmm. etc maybe your personal thoughts about if you're gonna leave or stay etc but I will say, at least for me, like you and I were chatting yesterday evening via Telegram text. um, And I was starting to get like more enraged about it than I have been, which is just the like full and committed isolation of Russia within a week and a half. It's like truly it's so it's like kind of mind blowing to me. Like the the orchestrated concerted effort by world governments uh massive corporations like mastercard and visa i have a list if we want to read it oh great and like individual people yeah it's the individual people can literally actually <laughs> the individual people. like truly <laughs> but anyways yeah no like okay so yeah the point of the point of the the intro's rambling and i also wanted to just uh, there's there's a lot that's why the intro's rambling because i wanted to say like probably like in a week I'll, I'll have even more kind of insight into different... Oh, she's promising another episode. Well, you know, she? will or will <laughs> not my insights be recorded? <laughs> Who knows? But I'm just saying, like, things things are still changing really fast, like, day to day, and some people are st- are making decisions, like, among my friends. Some people have decided. Um, yeah. So subject to change, and obviously for me as well, personally. But I, we did want to talk about Russia today, Right. Yes, because yeah, we did. because we don't snows about Ukraines. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, we, I, I, yeah, because like we're just leaving the details of the war aside for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I said it, the war. She said because she for said the people war. on the ground, war is war. It doesn't matter what you call it. Just saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, this is she's in Russia. I'm Smith. <laughs> I'm Smith. Also, so yeah, we're going to talk about Russia, and that's going to include the sanctions because that's the like a really important topic. Okay. So we can hate right. on everyone, and then we can hate mm-hmm. on them again the next time. 
Um, Great. I'm sure there'll be more who are literally jumping on the bandwagon as it hurdles through the world for the past week and a half. More like three days. I don't even know. I know. It's really and everyone's like, yes! <laughs> That's what I've been waiting for. Let's isolate the shit out of this massive country and like culture. It's it's actually wild to me, and I guess we'll get into this more detail as you talk through the specifics of it, but it's like, I think I, even though we did this whole podcast, like we started this whole podcast because we're like, there are anti-Russian sentiments in America. I like didn't actually believe that people cared. And I honestly still don't like care in terms of like thinking Russia is bad. Like who, it, like in our age group, like who the fuck actually like cares about that? But apparently people do, I guess. Or, or virtue signaling is such a like powerful phenomenon that like you can just be like a shell of values and not, you don't care actually inside yourself, but you're like very predisposed to express your care via whatever the like cause du jour of yeah. the day is. And that particular cause du jour happens to be isolating an entire country of people. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. At first, it was like like when we recorded last time, the virtue signaling, which is like the first thing that I talked about, I think, was around like being pro-Ukraine. Remember, like mm-hmm. being pro-Ukraine, not in any way kind of disassociating Ukrainian, what's going on in Ukraine as a whole, Ukrainian government, Ukrainian people, Ukrainian military, but just like the flag and then you yeah, put that yeah. on <laughs> you put that on your avatar just like everything else you're, you're stuck on your avatar over the past like yeah. five years and then <laughs> without figuring out what it means um and then now it's like the virtue signaling really quickly went from like posy for because usually it seems like yeah people are really good about for with virtue signaling movements it's like easy to be for like if you think it's a good yeah. cause like for the good guys or whatever but then being against is that's where it starts to get like Ooh, that's looking a little bit scary, isn't it? <laughs> you're, you're really leaning yeah. into certain evil tendencies. Um, Just seamlessly. Yeah. Also, uh, okay, so before we actually kick it off, longest intro ever, um, it's the last day of Maslenitsa. Just want to say, nothing can stop the pagan gods from Aww. joining the Christian gods and eating yeah, we, we We miss Shrove Tuesday, right? Zoomed right past that. We're, what we were gonna do? What were we gonna eat? Do? Eat a pancake? Yeah, you zoomed. Some people didn't zoom. It was this Tuesday. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I zoomed. I should have no reminded you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, we do have a we have an episode about Maslanitsa. Oh, a whole See? app. I think so. Or about Show Tuesday? No, no I it's think definitely Maslanitsa. Because okay, that's like we'll the link. The we'll link in the description. Version. Okay. God forbid I say the word Russian. <laughs> okay, so how do so here's what I have for you for your enjoyment. Um, what's happening in Russia is all based around like sanctions, so mostly. So we have the sanctions and the effects of the sanctions. We have people's I have a list of fears. Okay. And that's obviously what's driving people's decisions. And then, um, yeah, that's it. Okay. So how do you want to <laughs> kick this baby off? <laughs> what are you uh, interested in? Can you just set the context for what people you're talking about? What kind of people? Um, yeah. So 
I've spent the past week, like, in, let me, let me describe my mental state again first. Mostly focusing intensely on Ukraine, which made sense because um, of partner family and mm -hmm. just like not really worrying about what's happening in Russia. Like it, it, it didn't seem particularly relevant. Um, because everything's calm and fine the first few days. And then, um, and then, yeah, I started to kind of realize that, okay, I'm not really thinking about the situation in Russia, but I was aware of that, but yet I still didn't think about it. And mm -hmm. then the sanctions started rolling in, and sanctions are, if you don't know, they're what the good guys do to the bad guys. They're the, <laughs> they're the uh, just slap on the wrist. Just... <laughs> The tisk tisks of the world, except for started, you know, we we saw the first wave of sanctions in 2014, and so here's another wave of sanctions, and we're like, people in Russia are like, yeah, yeah, sanctions, we got it, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then we start realize these were sanctions on steroids, and these are like <laughs> the sanctions that they threatened that you thought would never actually happen, like SWIFT, mm -hmm. um, and then you know, yesterday, most recently. Visa and MasterCard, and I just saw American Express hopped on the bandwagon a few hours ago. It's like, nobody fucking cares about you anyways. But Visa and MasterCard, <laughs> Visa and MasterCard announced last night that, you know, they're not going to work with Russian banks. I had, a, yeah. I had a question about that because, like, what... Can can you, like, pr prior to all this sanction bullshit, as a Russian person who doesn't have an American bank account or, an, or a non-Russian bank account, could you apply and get some sort of Visa or MasterCard card? All Russian like cards are Visa and MasterCard. Oh. However, uh -huh. never fear. Let me like, clarify. Like if you get a credit card from your like, like spare bank or whatever, it's going to be Visa. Visa. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Those fuckers. Yeah. But, but let me explain something because it sounds worse. Like basically the whole theme of the sanctions has been about not just punishing the Russian government and Russian people and economy like not just financial punishment, like make you poorer, but it, what we've seen rapidly, as we mentioned over the past few days, like it's increasing and increasing, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon, is the, this, yeah, this cutting off. So it's not just about yeah. like you're being poor, but it's about we're cutting you off from the rest of the world, quite literally. Um, yeah. And one thing though to note is that Visa and MasterCard Russian cards will work within Russia. They will still work. So it's not okay. like everyone suddenly doesn't have cards because that would okay. be really, I don't even know. That would be like crazy. Um, so, so what does it mean? It, it means like if I brought my Visa card there, I couldn't use it? Yeah, it means like my U.S. bank card and yeah, your U.S. bank card, Visa and MasterCard won't work in Russia over the next okay. three days. This will happen. And then okay. it means Russian bank cards, which are issued by won't Visa work MasterCard, won't work outside of Russia. Russia. Annoying. Okay. Um, yeah, very. So for people who are already located outside of Russia, which is many people, now it's like there's, it's, there's like some other specific card they can get that will work in like a very small list of countries that includes like some neighboring countries like Armenia, Georgia, okay. um, and then probably a lot of people are trying to open bank accounts, but that's also restricted in a lot in like Europe. It's not necessarily the most available thing. So yeah, it's... It's not good, um, really bad. So that was like 
a big one from last night. And then, um, yeah, just, I guess like, yeah, what you asked about like people's reactions. So before we um, maybe jump on the hate train about isolating Russia, like I spent the past week speaking to my friends to come back to your question because yeah I wasn't thinking so much about Russia and then some of my friends were reaching out to me and being like hello are you gonna leave or like what's happening and I was like yeah. no I'm fine <laughs> <laughs> I have odd to go to reporting to do to my family. <laughs> and I was like there's a war in Ukraine what are you talking about yeah. um yeah. But no, I mean, I didn't react like strongly like that, but I was just like, let's talk about like what you're talking about. What are, what are your, because yeah. at first the fears were kind of and vague. To be, and to be clear, these are Russian, Russian friends. Yeah, these are Russian Not friends. Not fellow foreigners. Yeah, so, so when you, so you asked me to define the group, because obviously like there's a lot of Russian people, 140 million approximately. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know most of them. <laughs> and I arguably don't know, like, any or very few, like, real salt-of-the-earth Russians. <laughs> because I mostly know people from Moscow and St. Petersburg where, like, there's a different sort of quality of life and, like, yeah. you know. Um, and orientation. Orientation, sure. yeah. Expectations of what, like, good life is and stuff. So um, my friends are generally... <laughs> versus the serfs yeah, versus elsewhere in the country. <laughs> the feudal lords. I'm sorry, that's like really rude, but not even what I said. Those fifths said it. So. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I really need to travel more. Um, but yeah, so my friends, my many, 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 many friends, my Russian friends, <laughs> are like generally, they're very well educated. They're very smart. They're li- like liberal leaning. Um, they are, in the Western sense, they are Western oriented. I would say many, all of them have like traveled or lived abroad, namely in Europe or in the States. Uh, mm. They kind of have yeah. The, those are like their values are more oriented towards like Western values and. Um, Things like, yeah, I don't know, liberal arts background and you get it, right? Yeah, we get it. Okay, you get it. It's not that hard to explain. Um, and that, that's, and, and also they are people, not all of them, but in general, it's like kind of, I would say a privileged class yeah. of people who are like fairly well connected and um, may or may not have, like, if they don't have like, money themselves to leave they could get it you know it's like there's access to be able to leave russia if they wanted to that's kind of the bottom line that i'm what i'm circling around um because i just the thought you know keeps coming back to me this week as i like talk to different people about what their thoughts are that's what i'm trying to talk to them about like what are their thoughts about what's going on um some of them are expressing concerns for me and I just want to, and I'm trying to hear what yeah. their thoughts are for themselves um, and trying to pull it out from like an abstract vague thing to like a specific thing that they're, they're thinking about. And that was also, that developed over a few days. And so that's more developed now. It's more concrete. Okay. Um, so yeah, like as I talk to these friends, my friends, my closest friends here, I'm thinking about 
how, and talking to them about how like that decision, that moment where you're scared and you don't know what's going on and you're, there's certain fears floating around and possibilities and you're, you have something you can do about it, like make a decision to leave or not, is like a privilege, a big privilege. And mm-hmm. that it also has a lot of implications for Russia itself because it means like this is another wave of potentially mass emigration from the yeah. country where you have like this more kind of westernized um, group of people, western value group of people who are like who want to have basic like freedom of speech and protests and um, uh be able to travel and have the lifestyle that they've had recently. Um, yeah. Be able Within to interact Russia. with the world, be able to be kind of citizens of the world. Um, you have those people potentially like leaving Russia forever, potentially, mm-hmm. or at least temporarily. Um, and that just creates a whole other like dynamic and kind of conflict of like the people who stay behind who are like, it, maybe they want to leave and they can't, or maybe they, many of them don't want to leave and, and then there's a lot of negativity about those people who are, like, just running away. I mean, it just creates a whole other yeah. d- disrupted dynamic among Russians themselves because that's definitely a huge theme right now is that there's, like, a lot of disagreement in the country. And y- would you say that that disagreement has, like, aligned to stereotypical, like, belief sets yet or it's like still sorting itself out using if you can use your friends like the pool of friends as an example maybe there's not enough inconsistency there to like speak to it or not but um you mean like older people being more conservative type thing yeah or in yeah anything like where you could make predictions about where people are going to fall based on i mean obviously you're you're disrupted by the fact that there's this element of privilege where like some people the option to leave isn't even there and in that case i would imagine that people then who are more like politically minded and don't have the option to leave would kind of develop a like value system around leaving versus not leaving where leaving would be seen as like bad Mm. But I know that's not as relevant to your friend group. I guess, uh, can you just, like, talk specifically about, like, what individual people are thinking? Yeah, okay. So it's it's a range from, like, kind of immediate, um, I would say, like, there's a spectrum, and the extreme end of the spectrum would be, like, uh... The, the extreme end of the spectrum would be Russia is going to become like Iran or North Korea and mm-hmm. and or China, a little bit different path. And um, like it's time to get the fuck out quickly, but not necessarily permanently. So you okay. so to be able to see what's going on from the outside and not get stuck. That's the thing. Okay. So and what is what's the time range on quickly? Are already gone. Oh, more than one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. How many? Um 
I mean, a whole group, like a few people in one friend group, like a handful. Okay. And then like, <laughs> try not to be too specific, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. one person in my immediate group, two people in my immediate okay. group. But the first okay. person was a different reason. Um, yeah, yeah. And all going to Europe so far? No. Oh, so, yeah. So, okay. actually not going to Europe. So, mm. um, I think that Europe is still, some parts of Europe, are like Estonia, are still an option. Um, and it's just difficult to get to Europe now because of one of the sanctions or one of the things that... Um, European countries did was close airspace to Russia, meaning yeah. no Russian airlines could fly there. And then Russia did an answer one where they closed airspace to some specific European airlines. So it's just very hard to like fly. Yeah. And then like, for example, Helsinki has this really great train that runs from Petersburg to help. Is it, I think it's a Finnish train line that runs from Petersburg to, okay. to Helsinki. Um, I don't actually know. Maybe it's like co-owned. But anyways, they announced recently that only Russian citizens and uh, Finnish citizens can use the train now, which is like, actually, that doesn't oh. stop Russians from going. But it's just weird. That's, yeah, what's the reasoning for that? I don't Do you know? know. But I mean, no like. I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> um, oh, no. I, I like the train, though. It's just, it's just like a bad sign. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so so people I know a few days ago started talking about um, going to places like Georgia and Armenia because okay. um, it's cheaper to live there. Uh, mm. There's more like kind of um, financially connected systems like cards will work there. There wasn't this whole okay. banning of um, of the banking system as much. Or like that card I mentioned before will work in those countries. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I think it's also just like the close the closeness of the culture. There'll be Russian-speaking people, more Russian-speaking people there. And there's just like kind of a, histor a history, um, yeah. post-Soviet history. And like Armenia, for example, has been like officials of Armenia have been very, very welcoming to Russians and like are like okay. in tele uh, this official telegram chat being like, we'll give you like, we'll help you get set up and like, we'll do this and that and like come to Armenia. So that's cool. Do what's the language like distribution in Armenia? People, a lot of people speak Russian there. I don't know the percent at all, but I just think mm -hmm. like people are the like official stance is kind of, more loyal or people are more loyal to Russia as far as I understand um okay. more than like Georgia I mean this is something I was just talking about with one of my friends it's not even like my thoughts but you know Georgia has its question has its qualms because of recent recent conflict so like as a country it's you could make a generalization and say like Georgians might not be as like excited to see like a flood of Russians <laughs> into Georgia <laughs> <laughs> but, like, seems like Armenians maybe are being more welcoming, but maybe that's just, like, the officials who, like, are trying to, like, boost the economy, which is cool. Yeah. And I they mean, are yeah, helping I mean, businesses opening set your up. Doors, they're help yeah. And opening your doors to, like, Russians with money is, like, it makes sense yeah. that, that they would want that. So they're helping people, like, set up businesses and, and individual people, like, connecting them to whatever resources. Um so that's been that that's been that trend. Um and then 
because yeah, it's it's more expensive to live in Europe. There's a bunch of COVID rules in Europe still. Um, like you, you basically it's harder to go there. You have to have a visa. That's a big one. Yeah. So you don't have to have a visa to go to Georgia or Armenia if you're Russian. That's a huge reason. So yeah, those logistical reasons um, are kind of yeah putting people in giving people more limited choices though there's other people going to other places i mean like you can still go to turkey you can go to there's a whole list and there's like sort of resource lists floating around helping people decide if they want to leave russia like where they can go um but okay so that's group one immediate leavers yeah and like i would say that like other people are basically people who because people who have similar fears but they're not ready to drop everything and like go right now they want to make yeah. more of like a planned exit and also it's not it, like i think there's in my friend group there's definitely um this feeling of like i don't want like i i love russia and i love living in russia i love like the people of russia and i don't want to yeah. like leave my life here like i like my life here yeah. <laughs> that's why i live here um but i mean for, for those people um, because, yeah, I mean, they are basically saying, like, I don't feel, they don't want to be in a situation where they get stuck here, and, but that doesn't mean, yeah, that they're saying, like, I'm leaving, and I'll never come back, or something, like, very, very long-term. Um, yeah. But, yeah, as you can imagine, it's, like, a, it's, it's a yeah it's a decision that's limited because especially with this whole banking issue even if you yeah i don't know the whole visa and mastercard thing basically makes the the countries even more limited where you can go but yeah um yeah their their thought is like some of the immediate fears are um martial law like which modern russia has never instituted but who knows? Um, so being that would mean like being blocked from leaving as a Russian, being blocked mm-hmm. from leaving the country um, or getting back in, I think. But I guess they'd rather be on the other end of it. So not being able to get back in. Yeah, I guess. I think yeah. that's implied for, for martial law. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, and then, I mean, you'd be surprised like the extreme fears of like nuclear attack on Moscow or something, um, something that I, yeah, I didn't, well, I guess, I don't know, didn't expect. It's not really something among my friends, but I'm seeing, like, friends of friends kind of sharing screenshots of chats and stuff of, like, their friends being, like, we're leaving because we don't want to, like, be in Moscow, it's too dangerous, or, like, terrorist attacks, like, just different fears of violence. Yeah, I mean, there is, well, I mean, who knows where all, where all the specific, like, fears of a specific kind of violence come from, but it does seem like because reality was, like, destabilized by how surprising the onset of the war was, like, it makes sense that people's brains would be like, well, if that's possible, then, like, anything's possible, yeah. and it's, like, impossible to predict what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. That is what it is. It's, like, a, this lack of um, certainty and this, like, difficulty of predicting and that was some of the first things I talked to my friends about when it was still kind of vague. It was like, well, like, the situation is uncertain, and I'd rather be in a place where 
I kind of know what to expect from the government and society. And yeah. then I can like observe and see if things stabilize and then I can go back to my house. Um, again, very, it's a privileged position, but it is what it is. And, and then, I mean, let me just look at my fear list here. <laughs> oh, another big fear, and this is totally also legitimate. Um, I mean, this is way more legit, legitimate than nuclear fear of nuclear war, although like I'm not trying to judge. I understand like um, all fears right now are, like you said, very possible because of this destabilizing effect. But um, being drafted if you're a man of serving okay, age. Yeah. So yeah. right now in Russia, there is officially um, no, there's no draft or mobilization. And like officially the people who are fighting in Ukraine are like professionals, professional soldiers. Um, and then, uh, whereas, yeah, in Russia, in Ukraine, there is, or there is, or was, there is still, um, like a full mobilization draft, but so it's not like insane to imagine, yeah. right? That if things keep going and escalating, that Russia would be like, okay, we're actually doing a draft. So for men who would be the ones drafted of the draft age, which is probably like the same, I don't know, 18 to something, um, that's scary, and there are people who left because of that pretty quickly. Okay. Um, Do you know of any, like, full family nuclear u units that have left together? Because, like, right now you're kind of talking about people who... Like, couples know, like or single... in tech, yeah. or, yeah, and they, they have the ability to kind of, like, drift around anyway. Like, has anybody you know, like, moved with their entire group of people? Um, I know... A group, uh, I know families who are like, yeah, preparing to do that. Um, okay. And who have like, who, one of the screenshots was a family who was like, we're okay. leaving Moscow to like the suburbs, but like that, they don't have a visa, so I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they're going to go to Armenia. To the sub. <laughs> they were like okay. really they scared. They were like, we're okay, leaving okay. the center of Moscow to go outside of it. And then, yeah. And then we're going to. And then we're going to like leave country. the country. Um, that was a family. Okay. So, yeah. But, like, my close friends don't have families. Well, they have families. They're just the younger generation of them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, so <laughs> they don't have babies themselves. They don't have kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of my friends are orphans. <laughs> um, okay, some more fears. Um, so, yeah, this, this fear of, like, once we get out of the fear of immediate violence, like nuclear attack or... Um, um, oh, well, also, oh, I forgot to write this one down. She's adding it to her list, Wait, folks. what is it again? <laughs> <laughs> I said to you before, I am morally exhausted. Not only physically, but morally. Censorship? Wait. Repression. Yeah. Repression. Okay, political repression. That's another one. Um... The a very uh, real consideration is that um, in response to the mass protests happening in Russia against the war, which are a combination mm -hmm. of against the war and like for Ukraine and whatever, there have been you know arrests at those protests because they're not sanctioned protests, like they're not they don't have like a whatever yeah. obviously a permit, 
um, because nobody's going to give them a permit. <laughs> I'm glad they have a protest against the wall. Um, it did. It did make me just brief side note. I was thinking about like um, the protests that have been permitted, and there it is like kind of suspect. Like I was thinking about the turnout for the Telegram protests. You know, remember those? Yeah, those were those were and allowed. I don't. I don't remember, but I just feel like the government response was like pretty laissez-faire. Like they didn't really care, and I feel like when the government doesn't care, you know that the protest is pretty fucking meaningless. Just like a bunch of people, like I mean, throwing I, paper don't get me wrong. I love Telegram. <laughs> don't get me wrong, <laughs> but yeah, throwing a paper airplane and then it's like okay, and Telegram is still. I mean, I guess I don't know. Whatever, we don't need well, to go down. Telegram that is like, like maybe gonna be relevant, honestly, because yeah to this conversation we'll see um but yeah so political or repression um other than being arrested uh there was recently like this law was recently passed about you like you can be arrested or fined for posting anti-war sentiment in the internet um so Uh yeah so so it's like you know obviously there's just so much so many people posting um, that's one of those things that's like, are it's unclear how it can yeah. really be um, implemented, but obviously it is being implemented in certain cases, and it's scary. And another like fear and reason to leave if you can is about is that people told me about was um, like, well, first of all, yeah, being scared to be able to share their opinions and, like, have freedom of speech now and also potentially there being, like, a kind of political repression after effect, like, cleansing later. Um, like, once things calm down and kind of it's time to figure out who who's who okay. and who's on who, which side. And, okay. Yeah, if you were, like, protesting. Like, retroactively or, arresting people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um so that's another that's another fear and it's just the way that it that people were talking about it was like we're scared of this because we know like our families experienced the soviet union and we know like mm-hmm. full political control looks like and social control and this would this would be that it was like a reference to the soviet union but it's yeah. the age of the internet, so things are dynamics are a bit different, um, and arguably there's like more, yeah, more ways definitely to control and survey, surveil, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> that that like being a post-Soviet person was coming up um, as like also something that like I can't understand deeply, kind of thing. Right. Um, it's interesting it's like a post-soviet person who wasn't uh, really like right whose parents maybe alive but not yeah who's but like toddler or like right on the cusp right who were like born exactly at the very end or at the very end of the Soviet Union or or already after um but yeah it's it's like the discussion happening in their family and and whatever um and that yeah, so that's that was another we, thing. We, you not being able to like innately understand that, which is like, I don't know, that makes sense. But but how did that assertion come up? 
because you were you were trying to get like concrete reasons. I think you were trying to get concrete reasons for why people thought you should leave. And like you were getting in response this kind of more like abstracted fear about a return to like Soviet policy yeah. or Soviet but ways of ruling. Yeah, I was. And then once I like was, I mean, we had a group call where I was like, I, I actually just want to hear what you guys are thinking about yourselves, not about me. Yeah. And that's when we kind of got into this like, this range of views from the country being like really, really isolated, like a North Korea extreme to, um, to, yeah, fears of political, like political repression later to being locked in and just like references to Soviet past. But yeah. I guess me not understanding was just like implied. I don't know. Like it kind, okay. kind of implied like in the sense of like why I maybe am not being more, um, worried flighty yeah flighty yeah. flighty uh yeah and like trying to like open my eyes or something um yeah but i mean but like also she believes the strong presence of america protects her everywhere she goes yeah we need to be helicopter airlifted out <laughs> actually <laughs> just kidding just kidding i don't want to pray for a painting i mean the thing is like um it's hard because, like, we talk about, we, we speak a lot about how, like, you know, Americans don't realize how surveilled they are and, like, how unfree they are. And, like, I was, I brought that up. I was like, I mean, there are, like, plenty of active political repressions happening right as we speak um, in the great states. Mm -hmm. And that's just something that is a different narrative and dynamic doesn't happen so overtly because it has a different... Um, affect or something different way different ways of taking place and different history yeah the history yeah. being where like we are freedom lovers there is right uh, there is no history right whereas like <laughs> we're freedom lovers and it, we're babies and we don't if you have this history of like iron curtain closed off from other yeah. people like political control kgb and all these like negative stereotypes for the Soviet union which yeah which just they exist, right? Um, mm -hmm. Then it's easier to reference that as like a known evil, and to say right. like that could happen again, versus recognizing like that really bad things happen right now in different different ways as well. Versus, yeah, not, I, I mean, mean it, yeah, like it doesn't have to be so like cartoonish, right? I mean, it, it is true that like Americans are protected from the soul-crushing effects of how much we're surveilled, like all the bad shit that happens in America, we're protected from that psychologically by the extreme prevalence of the myth that we are free. Right. It's like a, co it truly is like a coping mechanism that was like seeded within the country's history yeah, so like early that like it, there's no, I mean, this is an extreme statement, but there's like no impetus for like any real amount of like rebellion or anything like that because you've already been granted the thing that is prized above all else, which is freedom. Yeah, I mean, right. But then there's also like the right to, to protest and freedom of speech, which people exercise. And then we see where yeah. that goes. And it's like it, it 
also seems kind of like a coping mechanism at the end of the day, not to be too bleak, but <laughs> freedom is itself. Even real freedom is itself um, a coping mechanism. But yeah, no, I mean this is yeah, this is like a kind of general conversation. But we were we were getting into that and it was kind of like implied that like, yeah, I don't these are something that like, you know, their families experience. So I'm not really yeah. like participating and I respect that. Um yeah, yeah. and then this, you know, this, yeah, like, so when I'm, yeah, when I'm listing all of these fears, I'm definitely not trying to, like, belittle them. I just, I was really trying to hear them and trying to, like, yeah. I was just trying to, like, understand what is the fear based on. I, I have had, like, um, not my friends. Yeah, I can't say any of my friends have been, like, you should leave. But I have had people say that to me who are not located in Russia. Um, and who are Russian or who are not Russian? They are Russian, I think, uh, I don't know, Russian or Ukrainian heritage. There's like a okay. connection. And yeah. like lived in Russia most of, and, well, and the other one is Russian, but hasn't lived in Russia for a couple of years. Okay. And that, like, alarm bell type thing has happened twice. And then both times I've been like, can you please send me specific reasoning? They <laughs> <laughs> don't. Okay. Well, All right. so one of them sent, sent me, like, that the person I know the least who did this, who's the heritage person who, like, was te technically born in the Soviet Union and then has lived their entire life in the States. Okay. So they, like, sent me a bunch of, things I guess in answer to my question about sources but I like didn't I can't open them right now like I don't have the mental um patience his tweets so <laughs> okay um yeah but yeah but like those I just tried to I'm just trying to like get a sense of like where people are actually at but not I, I don't want to like get into my situation because I mean I feel I I am taking things seriously enough I'm just not like that's how I feel I just feel that I'm being yeah. like I'm taking precautions I'm making preparations she's withdrawing phones <laughs> I'm making preparations but I'm not ready to like urgently exit tomorrow or something I would say yeah I mean if, if you don't want to spend too much time talking about yourself that's fine but it is and not that you should be like I don't know, like pitied for this or, or that you're the victim in this uh, in, any, in any way, but like the decision for you to leave, like your connection to Russia is the fact that you like live there and you have friends there and you speak the language, but you don't have a familial connection or a historical connection. So your choice to leave, I don't know, from my perspective has like a permanency, like your connection to Russia is fully um, choice fully choice yeah it's like to, it co completely rests on your agency it's so just like, a hobby i've been doing it's, a, it's a hobby for like a bajillion years so like if you leave i don't know yeah it's just like you're not you don't you don't have a guaranteed future connection unless you choose that which you can always just make the decision to choose choose it but like i mean right now just to be perfectly transparent i'm not at all planning on like breaking my lease just saying 
<laughs> I hope your landlord listens. She could relax now. <laughs> that just goes to say, like, I'm my stuff and stuff. Yeah. Like, I am making a plan to leave Russia for a longer period of time. Um, so I'll take, like, certain really important things that I need. Um, but I'm not going to, like, pack up all my stuff. I'm yeah. going to have my apartment um, that I share with my partner. And they also need to be able to have it that they're not also leaving right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to... Um, what was I going to say? I'm not breaking my lease, Mrs. Landlord. And I... Yeah, I guess... Oh, and I have this experience of being locked out of Russia for 2021 really fucking yeah. suck and yeah. i have because of that i have emotional and mental like um stoicus what's the word like force drive no i mean just just uh that experience had like i'm i i have that experience to lean on right like i i know that i can do that Okay. Emo and come back at the end, you mean? Yeah, and like still think of like, well, I have my life there and like preserve my life there and then come back and I still yeah. have my life here, um, which yeah. I was so happy to come back to not very long ago. Um, I know. But but you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I because I had that experience in 2021, um, like obviously being locked out for longer than a year, which is how long I was locked out, 11 months, um, mm -hmm. will will be hard because the brain can only repeat the things it's used to. So like anything longer than that, I think would be tough. But like, I guess I'm not willing to right now, like make a decision that like, I'm assuming I would be locked out for even longer than a year. So I should X, you know? Yeah. Um, are you even technically, are you even technically locked out right now? Like if you were to leave, could you go back in a month? Yeah. Or you, or no locking out yet. This is right, just okay. like assuming yeah, yeah. That's right. something like the fear of, um, well, the extreme fear would be a martial, martial law and then like a wartime law. So I wouldn't be able to go. And then the less scary thing would be like a temporary um, border closure because of like diplomatic relations between the U.S. Yeah. and Russia, which. Um, yeah, none of none of those things have happened. It's just that like those could happen. And, like, yeah, I mean, the border was closed during COVID for a long time, so it, it could happen. So I'm, like, mentally yeah. prepared, right? I guess prepared is the word. Um, but, the, like, yeah. But I know people, like, people who have packed up their apartments and left. You mean foreigners? Mm -mm. Or both? I mean Russians. Mix. Oh, okay. I know Russians who have, like, they're, they're, they may be technically saying they want to be temporary, not just, like, my close friends, but, like, some friends of, uh, friends of friends also, like, who are also saying they, they probably want to temporarily leave and see how things are going, but temporarily, but either they don't want to be paying rent, can't afford to be paying rent or whatever, or it's not temporarily enough to keep their apartment. So they've maybe, like, yeah. stored their stuff somewhere, I'm not sure, um, so yeah, th those things are, those, those, so yeah, that's my situation. That's where I'm at mentally right now. Um, but yeah, so like I'm, I wanted to say about, um, 
I mean, I do have, I'm trying to think if this other friend example is different enough to draw attention to it. Because um, we've been talking about, yeah, we've been talking about the friends who are considering leaving, seriously considering leaving, or have left. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like. Are, are there any that are saying, like, no, I w- won't leave and I don't don't like ha- even have a plan to leave yeah i mean it's interesting because like the f- the friend group who is really more my partner's friends who are all also okay. from uh like lugansk from from donbass um mm-hmm. most of them at least they are very much not they're they're like i would say they're also kind of arranged some of them are like extremely like not gonna leave um and are like are kind of i don't know like joking about people who are leaving um Mm -hmm. to like a more like well i mean always good to have options open to kind of like panic about that and and bringing up the same things that like my my close friends are bringing up um about like reasons that you might want to be prepared to leave but not necessarily actually not seriously thinking about it it's more of like a like should we do this or yeah (laughs) kind of thing um and I still consider those people like privilege in some sense I mean they like kind of a mix they're not they like work in tech um live in Moscow so there's like this similar sense of like possibility. Um, I really do think like yeah, it's probably not the majority of people in Russia. Okay. Um, and yep. there was a poll that like has been being talked about a lot. A poll like an all Russian poll that was done by I think it's like I think it was two organizations and they're both like either associated with or owned by the government. So there's that um, about the about the war, but it was phrased like, do you support like the special, the, the official name, which is like the special military operation in Ukraine? And 60% mm-hmm. of Russians said yes. Okay. That upset a lot of That's people. Nice. Um, yeah. But the things to keep in mind about that poll are, yeah, the kind of government owned nature of the organizations that ran the poll, um, the fact that the phrasing was, do you support the formal name right like military operation special military operation versus do you support war like the word war which is (laughs) most people i think wouldn't necessarily feel the same way and then um like the fact the other thing to keep in mind kind of quoting a medusa article i read about this that was like how to interpret (laughs) how to not hate 60 percent of the population um (laughs) People, when they answer official polls, can sometimes, like, not actually say how they feel because they are worried yeah, about backlash. Course. That. Yeah. Um, but that, I guess, gives you some sentiment idea. Like, probably not, not surprising. But, like, yeah, uh, the sentiment is really intense because there's a lot of... There's, like, a mix of... Um, I don't know. There's a lot of guilt and this like this 
kind of, I guess, obvious sense of like, well, this is not, this is our government. This is not us. Did we talk about that last time? I feel like we did maybe. Yeah. I mean, we definitely talked about it, but that was like day one. Yeah. Well, I guess it's just. It feels like a long time ago, honestly. I know. (sighs) It's just like, that's increased. Um, I'm trying to think of which direction to go into. Well, do we want to talk more about the sanctions? Did you have other stuff you wanted to say about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sanctions are, are important, I think. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think about, like, sentiment for a second, though. Okay, yeah. I mean, without having, like, specific social posts in front of me, it's probably not worth it. So we can talk about sanctions. Um, Yeah, the, like, I guess I want to start by saying one of the fears I already mentioned was this concept of Russia turning into North Korea's extreme, but into, like, Iran. Mm -hmm. um, Or China. And I think those two examples are like valid to break down um and i read this article somebody sent me this article about like who sent that article you didn't send me it right oh no <laughs> about iran no no <laughs> somebody said i don't know um about like the sanctions the sanctions against iran and how they affect regular people there just to like mm-hmm. kind of remind this isn't this isn't only happening um in Russia, and it's been happening in Iran for, like, a really long time. And some some of them are, like, Visa and MasterCard, Swift, Towork, and um, yeah. similar, yeah, similar economic sanctions that actually affect, like, regular people um, and affect their ability to uh, travel, uh, interact with foreign services, um, foreign-made services, like, like, if you want to something on airbnb or booking.com now that's going to be russians as well can't do that yeah um so plus ability to interact with foreigners inside the country um commerce and then yeah just the economic effects it's kind of like i don't know if ironic is the right word but just the phenomenon of globalization allows the globe to use isolation as like a a impose isolation on other countries as a mechanism for punishment whereas before like before globalization was so prominent like those kinds of sanctions wouldn't have as strong of an effect because the internal economy or whatever of the i mean not that i know that much about global history but the internal economy of the of the country would allow the citizens to like live somewhat normally yeah i mean it's definitely like extreme now because like of why how does connected visa mastercard get to decide who gets you know you know it's just like if you're gonna let people in other countries like use your cards then like you can't then take it away yeah that should be the rule i know should be the rule sorry you you went into that market it was your choice also i mean i said this via text but just like the fact that visa and mastercard who knows i mean i'm sure they're getting getting governmental pressure but just like when corporations become 
you know, like vehicles for like activist policy or whatever. It's just really. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Fucked. Because there's nothing questionable about those corporations' behavior right. and actions. <laughs> nothing at all. Everything's good here. <laughs> nothing to see here. <laughs> we are on the side of Ukraine. We hate Go Russia, down. too. Um, yeah. So, yeah. The Iran... Well, the globalization point. It's it's really important because, yeah, like, the the amount that countries are connected, like, more than you yeah. would think. Um, is is really it's just been increasing over the years right. so they're hyper connected they have these like false borders and then you just get to like i don't, I don't no, know and it, and i flawed. actually consider it like a humanitarian problem but we'll we'll see when that starts being framed like it should be framed by journalists as yeah. like that is a humanitarian problem for russian people here's some reasons yeah. why um when you block things like uh Airlines. So the airline problem is a really interesting, to say the least, and like intense particular sanction because um, Russian airlines use uh, use jets from foreign companies that they've leased. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the like all the like uh, I don't know different country. I, I don't even know which countries own what, but like Boeing. Um, you know, the big ones, the big guys. They're not <laughs> Russian, okay? <Yeah. laughs> well, and also, uh, so I, this is a Twitter thread I read, but this guy who's like, I don't, I think he's like a lawyer in the air space. So whatever you want to call that. He was saying like, yeah, the, the companies that actually own the airplanes and like lease them out to airlines, like the biggest ones in Ireland. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I thought, okay. I thought, I think France is also... I think France owns okay. one of them. But yeah, I also saw something. I I don't know. Don't quote me on this. But like Boeing was like, we're not going to send our like mechanics yeah, to do exactly. that. So Which is like so fucked. Yeah. So it's this like, is what's going to happen. Like their okay. fleets are going to, um, they can, they technically are leasing. So that means like they can only use these jets for a certain amount of time and then the lease won't be renewed. Yeah. They probably are being obligated to like return them. Um, and then that would leave them with like a very small, they have a, they have their own the Suhoi superjet is like Russian made but it's small it goes short distances um the the main jets that you've heard of that I'm blanking on all names of are leased and then even if they use them for some time when they need to be serviced they won't be able to get the parts the mechanics and the particular parts um to service them so that is really bad (laughs) It's like you're going to fucking like ice an entire country out and then you're going to turn around and say like ideologically they're like North Korea and like they they chose this. Right. I mean, and like the well, I still think the North Korea example is like really extreme. But like Iran in this article, um, Iran has a similar similar restrictions. And like this article is pointing out how like their airlines, their like jets have really high higher than normal crash rates because they're like not maintained it's just like really scary shit um and yeah it's I, I i do have a personal connection to russian aviation because my friend's dad is a pilot which is cool mm. and it, it's really like it sucks like the profession is really being screwed right now also for pilots like they're not yeah. sure if they're gonna be able to work like how they're gonna be able to work because um, he works for a russian airline mm-hmm yeah. And, like, even if um, they could work by, like, 
teaching, for example, because there'll be like fewer flights, like significantly fewer flights. Um, they like their specialty in teaching is with these like foreign jets, so it won't be relevant. Right. I mean, it's just like it's a hot <sighs> fucking mess. So that's airlines. And then like if you get into healthcare, for example, similar thing. Like the tech, healthcare tech used in Russia is like from Europe and the U.S. Um, and so that is a humanitarian crisis ready to happen. Uh, the yeah, diagnostic, absolutely. the diagnostics are going to be like, you know, slowly, not slowly, probably pretty quickly. Uh, oh God, decaying it's so because like they can't insidious. get updated tech. It's so insidious. Like America just like pushing its fucking tendrils into everything. So like now the entire globe is like dependent on American companies, and then to like turn around and revoke that is so it's really ethically fucked yeah and it's european really to be fair but um and european like like I'll, I'll read some of the other so those Turn to mother china those are those are the some of the really important things for like people's um quality of life and like well-being um in addition to the financial system <laughs> as at large um also for well-being and quality of life but like the kind of more like when I read this list now of the companies that are blocking Russians or saying like we're not mm -hmm. going to we're closing our stores online stores and offline stores to the Russian yeah. market um, it's going to get like more insidious like there's lots of them where you're like whatever fuck you like Zara nobody cares about yeah. you yeah. <laughs> but um, like go exploit like children in factories and like actually go yeah. fuck yourself but yeah. like with some of these more important things like tech for healthcare or aviation or yeah the financial system it's like actually like seriously really a crisis in the making and then the interesting like implication of that is that okay so what's going to happen like russia's being fully isolated economically and commercially um you uh, of course, like, the Russian government is going to do its best to make uh, domestic commerce, like, improved and to produce a lot of this tech internally. And they're kind of, that's kind of also a s sort of, like, idea of re not return to the Soviet Union because it's not, like, a planned economy, but, like, being more self-sufficient domestically, kind of make America great again, um, you know, <laughs> be yeah. being more self-sufficient and, like, um, having yeah, more domestic specialized companies and tech. That, there, there is like a positive note to that because though it will take time, um, it does really open the space for, for competitors. So some of these like tech companies, payment companies, um, just anything you can think of. Cause like- to, to not be like clobbered by like- American, American yeah. And European Especially tech, with the yeah. internet, because since the US, in, at least in the Western world, is like the dominant, you know, creator of software, the, the, the removal of some of these companies is going to make like domestic Russian um, companies be able to, to get a larger share. And also, and also, not just Russian, but like Chinese, for example. So now so there's yeah. a bunch of banks. Because we know the Chinese need help. <laughs> well, no, they're they're like already. Um, Swooping. Russian banks are already looking into connecting to, I think it's called Union Pay as an alternative to Visa and MasterCard for making international okay. payments. 
Um, it's a Chinese. Which is a Chinese. Yeah, company. Union Pay is a Chinese company. Okay, so that's interesting. But there's also this like this isolation method is like I see there being. Um, yeah, like potentially some positive things coming out of that uh, in terms of getting some of the monopolies, the Western monopolies out. Um, we've seen already like there was this law quickly passed to boost the, uh, the tech industry in Russia. Did I already say that? I don't think so. Where like tech companies are going to get, are getting like full tax cuts and people who work in tech are going to be like not paying taxes for like three years or something. I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah, just like chill times to be in tech. To encourage yeah. the, the IT industry, as it's called here. Sector. Sector to, to develop. Um, but at the same time, this isolation from the outside is really playing into the kind of official government narrative of, like, everyone hates us, everyone's yeah. against Russia, which has been the narrative for a long time, like, the enemy from without. And... Mm -hmm. um, this is a coordinate, like how you started the podcast. This is a coordinated attack on it truly the Russian is way coordinated, of life. Though. I mean, yeah, it is. People were, it is. You got to know. Maybe not on the Russian so fast, way. You got to know people were like waiting for this moment. Yeah. Oh my God, they were primed. So like that is kind of encouraging this sense of, um, I would say this like mass narrative in Russia, um, general sentiment, sense of like like western hate or hate for the west yeah uh it's just create it's just encouraging that same kind of like dynamic that's been going on since the soviet union but like yeah. basically people have this this like proof they're like but look like actually now the west is like fully taking us out um so it's like they pilfered everything they could from us in the 90s and now they're done yeah though i do th i feel like mcdonald's won't leave that's what I was saying. <laughs> I was like, I was like, McDonald's has been there since like the sixties. They are not going anywhere. They didn't care that it was a Soviet Union. They're like, we know what market share means. And the other, the other thing, other than like playing into like kind of government propaganda, the other big effect of this. Um, so there's like playing into pro government propaganda. There's like a potential for a resurgence of domestic. Uh, kind of mm -hmm. production and then there's also a potential for new partnerships with other companies and countries um and then china not just china i'm sure there's others out there <laughs> japan maybe and then <laughs> the other thing that's happening is um shit i forgot the third thing third dynamic of the closure her cell stopped. The cell stopped. Ugh. Well, you made a joke. You interrupted me. I'm sorry. I'll probably remember it. I have this list. I just really want to read the list. Um, okay. Read the list. Oh, oh, I know. I also, I, know. I really have to pee and I don't want to like pause. Should we pause? Sure. And I, can, I, I mean, not actually pause. Don't actually pause, but you know. Just stay here? I'm going to go okay. pee. <laughs> Ready? All right. I have to pee. She's yes. back. Um, okay. The third thing is just like this concept that that all of these, in a globalized world, like all of these sanctions, and not just sanctions, but this like closing, like embargo thing that's going on um, from private companies will just create a backlash overall in the system. And like those companies are gonna suffer, they're gonna raise prices in other places or l like yeah. lower the, pr the wages, labor. Um, 
there will be a ripple effect because Russia is a large market. Um, and it's a large market for tech. It's a large market for luxury goods. It's just, it's a, it's a lot of people. <laughs> and like, it's not just going to make Russians suffer if that's your goal. Cause you want to make like the, the everyday Russian suffer for literally the sin of fucking being born in a being country. part of the post-soviet world <laughs> order which by the way we are watching unfold before our eyes it's 30 years old it's still unfolding more wars war and conflict will happen this is what's happening borders are being redrawn people it just happened in 1991 okay <laughs> but i've i've dirty like <laughs> like the post-soviet world like hasn't stabilized and so the like this is these conflicts of for the past almost 10 years between ukraine and russia are around that not being like a stable uh not being a stable Nation region state. as one would say yeah. and it is that's what russian people are being punished for so um but you should have been born in america well you shouldn't have voted for putin Okay, <laughs> if you want to read Stephen King, don't vote for Putin. Okay, cool. All right, let's read the list so that we can um, hate on everyone. Okay, great. Oh, also, I'm noticing the theme of like the f the other fear is t is the internet, and that is like I guess that's ranging from turning off the internet, which mm. is remember the whole Telegram discussions yeah. and i'm following that channel that the guy we interviewed for telegram um oh. and like you know they're help they're helping kind of get people information and vpns and good things to download um alternative messengers and stuff but like the internet restrictions are definitely a real topic of discussion and like a real fear um i think it's more like realistic to think that things could sort of happen the way they were th being threatened to happen when we were talking about telegram that like there's a more closed internet that's like more like china model mm -mm. remember mm -hmm. our conversations yep um and that again is like the most important thing is that you have a vpn okay which vpn do you recommend lolly do you have a recommendation <gasps> well now i do i can just link them in the episode description okay. um because the one i use like turbo vpn i don't for, for my phone i mean I don't like yeah. necessarily think it's the best, but I just I have some recommendations from our friends at the telecom channel. So I'll put those in. Great. Yeah, VPNs. Maybe also link that Telegram channel. Very important. Yeah, um, that yeah, restricted internet, totally real. Real, it's already restricted. Uh, Facebook didn't work. Doesn't work today. Twitter wasn't working um, without a VPN today. So that's happening. I everyone's waiting for Instagram. Um, obviously because Facebook doesn't work, so people are waiting for Instagram to die. And many people with large followings on Instagram are making Telegram channels. Um, the other dynamic with Telegram, to summarize, is that I guess, like, I kind of miss this, but, like, since the, like, whole block charade that we covered in depth mm. on the podcast, and then the whole, like, ton telegram coin crypto thing that the u.s just like shut What's down this? okay it seems like the overall sentiment and i haven't personally researched this is that like durov has like made a deal with the russian government 
Yeah, I was seeing people yeah. say that on Telegram also. Very interesting. Also, okay, side note, we covered this in our in-depth Telegram episodes, but Telegram by default is not encrypted. You have to set, if you want your messages to be encrypted, you need to set it to be a private chat. And also groups and channels are not encrypted, I believe. Whoopsies. Yeah, so I have had like... Um, some Russian friends are encouraging moving to Signal. I am a hardcore mm-hmm. Telegram fan, so <laughs> I don't want to personally, but I have downloaded Signal. I just have yet to actually open it. Um, but yeah, like uh, right now, Telegram is, is, like I said, like the source of information. And it's the source of like, it's also a huge source of like propaganda um yeah there's a whole there's a washington post article that was interesting i don't know if you saw it about like the this official ukrainian government telegram channel posting like incredibly gory and horrific pictures yes and how that's like potentially in violation of geneva conventions because they're posting pictures of russian soldiers who are dead Mm -hmm. um or like injured i don't know but anyways um telegram also durov at one point was like early days was like we're considering making telegram like restricted in the countries involved in this conflict which be russia and ukraine oh whoa and then one hour later and i think people were like what because it's like the main field for information right now like i mean in russian and ukrainian um and everyone i guess reacted like really badly to that and then one hour later he was like just kidding we are not doing that we have heard your voices (laughs) But it's like, why did you even what? consider that? Yeah, that's really bizarre. Yeah. I mean, what are, what's, is there any evidence for the, not that this is the point right now, but is there any evidence for um this like deal that he cut with the Russian government or just the, the fact that Telegram is still available? Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. I haven't researched that at all. Okay. So I all don't right. know. We, we shan't talk yeah, about Yeah, Telegram's it. available, but there is this like sense that like Durov made a deal so Telegram isn't as safe, so people are looking for alternatives, blah, blah, blah. Um, But but Instagram people who clearly weren't caring about encryption are, like, going and making (laughs) channels on Telegram. They're like, like, I'm going to post my booty pics on Telegram. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, like, all the influencers have turned into war propaganda. Uh, Uh, All the Ukrainian influencers, (laughs) like the twerk girl. Full war (laughs) propaganda. Although she does have good (laughs) animal sources, which we're not going to discuss, but I am supporting them. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I actually sent send that to me <sighs> okay okay so L- let's sorry. run through this list all right the list of mockery honestly this is published this is already uh old because it was yesterday and you know more more have jumped on the bandwagon but it's dated march 5th that's the last update here are the international companies that are breaking contracts or closing production or not working I- anymore in russia mm-hmm. ikea that sucks. And obviously there's been an IKEA run, yes. Yeah. Lego, H and M, ASOS, Apple. Apple. I was like, how do you what is this word? Because it's in Russian. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Samsung. Adidas. Farfetch. Nike. Mango. Diagio. Whatever the fuck. Swarovski. Uh, luxury brands. Hermé. Louis Vuitton. Chanel. Cartier. Um, I'm skipping some I don't know. Oh, oh, I see. This is a group of companies. Zara, this group, the evil group. Zara, Bershka, uh-huh. and Pull&Bear. Um, okay. 
some other Gucci, Saint Laurent, Balenciaga, Alexander McQueen. Yeah, you guys are going to be sorry you did that. Then we have online platforms, Spotify. Okay, you've only been working in Russia for like two years, so nobody cares. <laughs> Bye. I never switch, and I'm proud of They're that. They're like, they just use it as an excuse. They're like, we weren't capturing the market like we wanted to, but. We also hate you. Well, you slick like, the, this is what's like <laughs> we hate so you frustrating you about this is like, I've seen, because I've been here for, I, I first came here 10 years ago, if you can believe it, and I've lived here for, for seven and a half years, so I've seen the country be like more and more open to all these Western companies yeah. or like occupied by them. Like I remember when Spotify like came into the market um, and I still use, I use a Google service, um, but you can use like, obviously there's local ones as well, Yandex Music. Um, mm. But like, I remember when, <laughs> when they arrived Netflix like Netflix used to not be here, and then it was like now it's like a Russian Netflix. I'm sure they're on the list as well. Um, yeah, there they are, Netflix. Um, Steam, Nintendo, Do PlayStation will not take payments in rubles. Okay. Good job, good job, all the Russian gamers. Um, Paramount, Warner Brothers, Walt Disney have canceled uh, the release of their movies. Great stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love this one. Airbnb. So you can't like stay in Russia with Airbnb. That's cool. Wait, so is, is it that they're not going to allow people to host in Russia or they won't accept Russian cards? Airbnb will no longer work in Russia and Belarus. Oh, and poor Belarus is also getting some of this. Like not all of okay. it, but for being like supporting officially Russia, um, yeah. they are getting the people of Belarus are being punished as well, which is like so annoying. Um, so Airbnb will not work anymore in, in Russia and Belarus. Um, the official release said that this means that we are not taking any new reservations in both countries until further notice. We are also restricting access to um, reserving house, uh, reserving, whatever, making reservations Wait, what? Natasha Genshin goes to for guests of users from Russia and Belarus. Okay. So both. So if, both. yeah. I'm sorry, both. I couldn't speak. So whoa, whoa, wait. So if you're Russian and you want to go to like Paris or something, like go fuck yourself in terms of Airbnb. If you're Russian, if you're from Russia and Belarus, you're you have restricted access i don't know if that means like fully you can't use okay. but it says if you're from russia and belarus basically yeah you can't use airbnb in other countries if you're from if you're like passport is russian belarus so like and then that's like fully discrimination fuck that and then if you are a foreigner and you wanted to go to belarus or russia which probably nobody does right now but some people yeah. might and there's foreigners other than like americans and europeans um then that won't work. The service won't work. So, I what I'm wondering is like, are these companies like picking up on like there's about to be an impending? I don't know how that if that's like even constitutional or whatever. But like, is there about to be an impending sanction that doesn't let these companies operate in Russia anyway? And they're like preempting it to get the like goodwill of being like, look how you know 
ethical we are by like not letting Russians stay at Airbnb. Well, they're definitely because they're making the statements themselves. Um, like, I mean, the question is like, are they doing that knowing that they wouldn't? It wouldn't work anyways. Yeah, yeah. Because I just like, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, do these companies really think that they would get such a backlash if they weren't to pull out of Russia that it's like worth it? Like, I just don't understand what the incentive is. Really, I know. I I also don't. I don't understand either because obviously from an economic point of view, it makes no sense. And then also from a moral right. point of view, it, it makes no sense. And if someone can yeah. counter argue that, like I'm listening, but you're <laughs> probably not able to because. I mean, I guess, I guess the, the goal is if like the coordinated effort is swift enough that like the Russian government will like retract their, war advances or whatever like maybe the hope is that this is going to be like a very fast turnaround or something and then airbnb can continue to operate because like what that means that people's assumption is that these regular people um of all you know all the regular people the uh the the citizens of belarus and russia are able to what like pressure their (laughs) government because they're tweeted some tweet mcfall tweeted some tweet he was like it is the like impaired or like regular russians are obligated to go out in the street and protest <laughs> it's like cool <laughs> really i'm sure i think he de- i think he deleted it after a bunch of people are like what is wrong with you i'm sure very also very aware of the risks that you're taking by doing that yeah, um yeah but uh obligated yeah but like even if it's if it's not protest like what is it that people are imagining that like russian people are gonna be like we're really suffering because we can't buy nike and can't use airbnb anymore and, like, Putin feels bad for us, so the government... I mean, I guess, yeah, like, the, the like, economic situation for regular, everyday Russians who presumably, like, regular, everyday Russians who presumably, like, support Putin would be so fucked that he would be, like, he'd be, you know, required to... obligated to change his ways. Yeah, I mean, it's a really weak argument, honestly. Yeah, and it's just, like, even, like, I don't know. I mean, there are, like, poli-sci people that I think, I'm sure, think about this a ton. But it's just, like, even if there is a chance that that would be effective, like, the amount of harm you're bringing out upon a country of, what, like, one, 140 million? Mm-hmm. How many? 150 million? It's, like, is that worth it? Yeah, and, and it, it, it really is playing into the hands of the kind of, government position right now like it's it's like there there's no kind of motivation but airbnb doesn't give a fuck about that they don't care well well, what do they care about that's what's confusing because they're not being motivated by money here they're being motivated unless they're getting some kind of like payment from from the u.s like in maybe tax cut uh, maybe secret tax cut or or they're making the calculation that they can ultimately this move makes them more money yeah but I just That's like don't weird. believe it. I think because I ultimately don't believe that Americans actually like dislike Russia. But maybe well, I wait, should wait. Just, but how like, would that make them leave, more money? Like that be. more Americans are gonna like use them because they're like, yeah, they're yeah. anti-Russian. Or or that they would lose a lot of the like European and American like pool of people who would normally rent from Airbnb because they didn't pull out. That but that would be like, crazy. I don't believe that. That would be insane. 
I do not believe I don't know. that people... I, I really don't know. I don't think that regular what, people... What's the reason hate. that these companies are giving? They're just like, they're saying like, we don't want to be part... We feel like we're participating in war by oh, I haven't being read in this economy. It's like, have you heard about... I can read Airbnbs because Airbnbs... <laughs> You're an American company. <laughs> I can read... So first, um, Airbnb is like, who is this? Who's Brian Chesky? I don't CEO? I don't know. It's tweeted March 4th. Airbnb is suspending all operations in Russia and Belarus. And then okay. uh, there's a post on Airbnb.com. Airbnb's actions. It's like, side note, you weren't doing that at the time where, like, uh, okay, whatever. Continue. What? You weren't, like, supporting, like, political Belarusians at the time that they were, like, all protesting. Right. But not. But, but now, now you're you bad. The need Again. To, like, oh, yeah. Oh, we haven't even brought up Belarus. That's, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Such a short memory. That's, like, such. There's no memory. <laughs> it's like, no it's sense literally of history. like, seven days. Yeah. <laughs> like, Twitter just, like, deletes everyone's days. memory. Like, their brains. <laughs> and then every seven days they tweet more. Um, <laughs> because, yeah. So, Airbnb's actions in response to the Ukraine crisis from March 4th. Key takeaways. Airbnb has taken a number of steps to support our host. It's like maybe Airbnb doesn't need to respond. Yeah. Well, that's the (laughs) argument. Consideration. Um, Yeah. Last night, our co-founder and CEO, Brian Chesky, announced a decision to suspend our operations in Russia and Belarus. This means we are blocking host calendars from accepting new bookings in both countries. We will also restrict users in Belarus and Russia from making new reservations as guests. Um... This follows, okay, but they're also offering free short-term housing to up to 100,000 refugees fleeing Ukraine, just so you know. Um, And they're doing that through a nonprofit. Um, We encourage anyone interested in getting involved to donate to Ukraine. Um, Overwhelming support. Uh, More about Ukraine. More about Ukraine. We're humbled by the inspiring generosity about Ukraine. Okay. So they're not Wait, giving a reason. I'm looking more about okay. Ukraine. We continue to take our compliance obligations extremely seriously. We are moving listings in the Donbass region since those people don't exist in history and nobody cares about them in compliance mm-hmm. with applicable sanctions that they are currently not available to book on the Airbnb platform. Okay, we'll continue. Wait, okay, so they so didn't say are, a is there is Airbnb subject to the sanctions though? Is that what they're saying? Because they just said we're moving in line with the sanctions. Is that an elective? I think they're just they're, mentioning Donbass. They're mentioning that as a compliance thing because it's like Crimea. Like it's not recognized by the international community, so they can't work there. Okay. That's different. So no reason. No, no reason there's no reason. They don't say wow. a reason. Oh I mean, it just God. says it's, it's, it should be obvious Whoa. to you. Why? <laughs> Why we are restricting it. Just, isn't that crazy? It's crazy. And then they it's just co- they cover the whole they said that they're restricting like literally hundreds of millions of wait, sorry. Yeah, hundreds of millions of people from their service, which is like um which like it's one of the, it is the most popular like non what is that called like apartment sharing services, yeah, yeah, right? Whatever. So that yeah, also causes I think humanitarian questions. They say they're restricting millions of people, but they give no explanation. But then they have about 500 words following that's all about like how amazing they are and how much they're donating to like cover it up. It's it's actually mind blowing. I mean, now that I think about it, like people are using Airbnb to, um, yeah, like people 
Yeah, like Russians I know are planning on either staying in Airbnb or using booking.com, which says it's also not going to work in Russia, <sighs> to live outside of Russia. Or yeah. like, um, I wonder how this, Sorry, sweetheart. How this is going to work gonna like for refugees. Like the thing that people need to understand that they obviously these companies don't is that like like there's a lot of intermixed people in belarus (laughs) ukraine and russia and families so there's like family in russia trying to rent somebody an airbnb in in, who's a who's a refugee i happen to know these people personally and like they're not going to be able to we're gonna have to like use my airbnb account or something you know yeah yeah it's like Mm -hmm. that which like oh oh, they were lucky that they know an american but like Actually, actually, like, so moronic. I really, really can't. Grammarly. I like to call out the real fun ones. (laughs) Coursera. So that all Russians can just, like, stay in their education system. No one can have online learning. Like, sorry. I mean, obviously. Well, fuck Coursera. Who uses Coursera? And there's there's obviously alternatives to some of these things. But these are, like, the the big guys. Um, Cultural organizations. Khan is, um, is... forbidding participation and like you can't give like a you can't um oh my god I can't remember any words right now donation no the the Russian delegation in 2022 won't be able to let me just read the fucking English version fuck statement from lines in support of the people of Ukraine other affected okay we stand together it's hard to read these La la la. So they're going to donate to humanitarian things. And then what else are they going to do? <laughs> and then we also encourage you to attack anybody on the street that you perceive <laughs> might be of Slavic origin. Oh, we have made the decision not to accept submissions. Sorry, that was the word. Submissions or That's delegations nice. from Russian organizations into Khan Lions or the film festival. Can. Oh, can or its associated can. awards programs. Wait, what the fuck? Wait, so no, so no Russian filmmakers can submit movies. Wait, I'm sorry. What are lions? What is this? <laughs> 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 All right. Well, we're at it. We're at an hour thirty-five. I think we've sufficiently International made Festival our point. of Creativity. Okay, I thought it was the film festival, but it's just creativity festival. Uh, well. Well, PayPal, Swift, all the payment stuff. Wait, let me get some good ones before we end. There's a fun. Um, Formula okay. One, FIFA, UEFA. Um, yeah, the sports. Oh, I feel so bad for Russian athletes also. I know. Um, the European League, Basketball European League. Uh, Microsoft, One, Web, Oracle, Canon, Dell, HP, Airbus, Boeing. Oh, there's the oh, Airbus, Boeing. Those are the airplanes. Airbus. Nokia, Ericsson, AMD, and Intel chips. Um, it's like very serious. Uh, EPOM, which isn't that from Belarus? Yeah, they're Belarusian. What the fuck, you guys? Um, <laughs> what? I don't know. It's really weird. Well, I mean, also Samsung and Nokia aren't even American companies. These Korea, aren't American. These Japan. are like European. These are world companies. Some, a lot of them are American, yeah, but yeah. many are not. Adobe. Oh, Maersk, MSC, uh, DHL, UPS, and FedEx. Um, yeah, so that's, isn't that mind-blowing? 
That's the list as of yesterday. I didn't even read all of them. I, yeah. Yeah. Isn't it mind-blowing? I want to see... S- Plus Stephen King and whatever other, like, authors who are suddenly, like... What? Yeah, that's the thing that, like... You don't want Russians to read Green Mile? That, this Sorry, is what, like... like wh- why do you care? Tip me over the edge. It was like, yeah, like, some author being like, you know what, I know this is probably not going to make a difference. Yeah, you're right, so don't do it. But, like, there's probably yeah. a difference, but I'm, I'm not going to release my book. I'm not going to do a reprint of my books in Russia anymore. And then Stephen King being like, neither am I. Just like... <laughs> Wow, that'll do it. That'll really do it. That, that'll do it, folks. That'll do. Yeah, I mean, theme of theme of. <sighs> I don't like. I don't even know. We didn't even get to like break down like the seed of that, but like the virtue signaling. What did I? What did we say when we were talking in Telegram? The virtue signaling plus like PCness of it. Is yeah, there's definitely driving. like, and I don't, it's driving. It's like, I don't want to say like, I, we're using like PC as like a uh, personal computer. Just, just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what we, <laughs> we're just, <laughs> we're using PC to like describe a certain mode of being, I think. At least that's when I think about it. I think a certain mode of being in public spaces, meaning like public spaces on the internet, um, that includes like things like virtue signaling and, um, adopting mainstream values as your own instantaneously all these things that are like can be at times deeply illogical and as you would say like actually like unethical and like can cause humanitarian crisis crises in their own right but are like validated by the somewhat agreed upon mainstream sentiment that this is the right value to have here it is here's the value everybody adopted immediately participated in it fully if you don't publicly align yourself with it then like you're the bad person and it, it it's it especially just serves me like again it's one thing to see it from these like stupid private companies that are like all the virtualist signaling that private companies do is always about increasing revenue in some way. We yeah. just don't see yeah. it yet because we're like, how could they take out a whole market? But as we discussed, like, that's what they're always doing. If they're doing, like, like pride stuff, it's obviously because they yeah. want to sell more of their shit. Um, but at the same time, like, I mean, that's not even that cynical. That's just, like, the truth. But at the same time, seeing, like... It's, like, not hard to see through. It's, like, yeah. you know what the motivation like is. I, I mean, there. I guess, like, people are, like, yay, I love that. But it's also, like, okay. but I people, love that Bank of America <laughs> loves profit. But people know. I think they see through that. But what's really yeah. disturbing is seeing, like, individuals. Oh, it's all fucking disturbing. But it's definitely really disturbing seeing individuals, like, on Twitter who are influential in some way doing that. Um, because, yeah. especially because, like, that, like, they're old. They should have, like, a sense of history. Um, like again like the no memory thing it just feels like no one is seeing this as discriminatory which it is and it's like okay and as we know it's always okay to discriminate against Russians and like you could basically just like have a, a whole episode I don't know how to or maybe all of our episodes are kind of in some way um trying to break down, like, why people hate Russians so much. Russians. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Russians. Like, the not the political organization of Russia, not the 
history of empire, um, but like the people. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, good white scapegoat. <sighs> yeah, I mean, as we discussed, like the the reason that both one well sorry one of the reasons that like this is this conflict is so shocking for people it's not just the fact that it's happening like on the territory of europe but that is a big part of it right like people in the world care because they're like ukraine is like almost europe not quite like it wanted to be and like that's like it applies no no like you don't just go rolling in with the tanks into Europe, yeah, okay? Yeah, you don't do that. Yeah. But part of that is a legitimate, like... Right, and of course, Ukraine is, like... Ukraine is a European when it behooves Europe for it to be European. Right. But not in other instances. But, like, now we're we're, we're shaking hands again and we're, like, hold, we're like yeah. talking about maybe come back to Europe. But, like, that's happening on the one hand. Um, but, I mean, on the other hand... Nope, lost the thought again. Fuck. <sighs> Shit. <laughs> My brain is Shit, really struggling. It's Sunday night. Ugh, wait, hold on, hold on. My, it's like two dynamics. I'm not an idiot. I got this. On the one hand, people care about it because it's Europe. Um, more than other ongoing conflicts right now in the world. Like, just continuously yeah. ongoing conflicts that have been going on for years. Like anything in the Middle East. Right. Uh, yeah, global south or middle east yeah like it just yeah. doesn't it's not gonna affect it's not in we media sphere as much <laughs> um we just we just yeah we don't care oh i was gonna say okay the legitimate legitimate or more legitimate kind of like um collective trauma side of like it matters more because it's europe i say that in quotes is mm -hmm. this concept of like world war ii trauma and being like never again like we're not having a big escalated hot war on on the territory of eurasia um <laughs> that's sacred land uh after world war ii so that's like yep. this triggering thing that's why people are like is it world war three but like yeah the focus on the ukrainians as like pseudo-european and then at the same time the like pseudo-european that extends to all slavs so like a like taking Russia as, like, all Slavic, which is not true. Russia mm -hmm. is an international federation, for the record, people. Um, thinking of, like, the Russian federation um, as being all Slavs kind of, like, lets people also hate on them more in a way that they wouldn't feel... Let's Western people hate on them more in a way that they wouldn't feel comfortable hating on, like, non-European people. Yeah. That yep. we've talked about before. So both those right, things occupies a very special place. White, specifically, like white liberals hating on them. American yeah, I shouldn't. Liberals, I, shouldn't right? I can't speak to Europeans. Yeah, but like liberals, especially, like found this loophole where they get to like hate Russia. And boy, does it feel good. You know, Russia's just not quite queer enough. <laughs> Boy, does it feel good. Yeah, the rage. Boy, does it feel good. <sighs> Sucks to suck, I guess, Russia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel sad.